I was learning how to Alpine tour and the guide told me as I was frantically trying to do a changeover that slow is steady and steady is fast. So I try to remind myself that now and again, when I'm working on something that if you rush through it, you're probably going to have to redo it. So you might as well go slow, do it right the first time. And that's the steady way to do it. Welcome back or welcome to the Business in Board Shorts podcast, the only podcast dedicated to coastal entrepreneurs and business owners. In today's episode, we talk with Nathan and Austin from Hancock, Michigan. They're engineers by training, trampers by trade. Tramper is a person who travels by foot for exercise or pleasure, and they started Chicken Tramper Ultralight Gear in 2018. And they make all sorts of gear and accessories for the hiking enthusiast. Let's dive into this week's conversation. Nathan Austin, welcome to the show. Thanks for joining me. Yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks, CC. Can you tell our listeners where exactly you guys are located? Uh, we're up in Hancock, Michigan. So up in the Keweenaw Peninsula of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. So pretty much as far north as you can go almost. <laughs> well, what's the vibe like there? Yeah, it's pretty uh, pretty relaxed up here. It has the small town vibe. Uh, there is a university, Michigan Tech, where we went to school and graduated in 2018. But uh, I think when the students are in session, it like doubles the size of the town. So real small town. Everyone's your friend. You wave at people when you walk by them. Yeah, all very you know super casual and chill. And yeah, it's very small town vibes. Yeah. <laughs> So when I think of Michigan, all I think about is snow. So how much snow do you guys get in a year, would you say? Quite a lot of snow. Yeah, uh, I this... think, yeah yearly, it's something in like the 300-something inches range. Oh, this year's been a little weird, though. Yeah, I think we uh, the first few months of winter, we had maybe a storm or two, and then February hit, and we got maybe 53 inches in about a week. So it hit us all at once, and it's still coming. I think it's snowing out there right now. <laughs> Oh, oh my gosh. Okay. So let's go back to when you guys were in college. Did you know each other prior or did you meet there? Yeah, we met in college. Uh, we both uh, pledged with the same fraternity. And I think we met uh, pretty close to when we were starting pledging. And uh, once we joined, uh, we were in the same pledge class and became real good friends from there. And, you know, haven't left each other's side since. <laughs> yeah. And when did the business come about? Uh, so we started the business after Austin got off of uh, the PCT trail. So we both hiked the PCT in 2018 after we graduated. And I was out there for about a month or so. And then Austin was able to hike pretty much the whole thing. Uh, so it was kind of like around the fall of 2018. We got together after coming off trail and seeing what people were hiking with. And after having made our own bags for that trip, kind of got together and really sat down and figure out, okay, is this a viable thing? Is this a hobby thing? Like, how's this going to work? And it just kind of spun up into a real live business. <laughs> what was the transition point or the aha moment when you realized, okay, this isn't just a hobby thing. This is, this can be a full-fledged business. I think uh, a big part of it was um, when we were going through to go hike, we noticed that the bags that we had were super heavy, which is a bummer when you're you know trying to hike 20 some miles a day you know, it all adds up and we got to, and we started making our own bags and like, you know, kind of finding things that, well, I like this about this brand of bag and this other brand of bag, but I don't really want to buy one a, because one of them doesn't have all the things that I want B 
they're super expensive <laughs> and we're broke coming out of college and we're like, all right, we're just going to have to make some and see how it goes. And so we had a few fun ideas that we we're trying based off of some other patterns we found online and then uh, built those bags and then kind of learned what was working and what wasn't working and what people liked and what people didn't like. And basically saw a, a niche in the market that, you know, we want an ultralight bag that's super lightweight but also one that's going to last a long time. Because another problem that people run into is they start getting bags with these lighter and lighter materials, but the materials break down a lot, a lot faster and you can't use them for so many miles. So we kind of went out with the goal that, you know, we want to make a really lightweight bag that people can carry and, you know, use as an ultralight backpack, but we want it to be able to last a whole through hike, which is like two to 3000 miles. Yeah. Uh, and there were these moments on trail, um, where Nathan and I were looking at each other like, man, people keep complimenting these packs we have. We keep talking about the gear. And uh, once he was back in Milwaukee, I started doing these trail interviews and we found that everyone else on trail still had problems with the backpacks that they had. Um, so all these people had complaints and things they, they'd want from their other packs they used to have or different features. And so hearing all the other hikers talk about these holes in the market to fill primarily the one where they don't want their backpack to break after 600 miles. They want it to last an entire through hike or multiple through hikes. So yeah, that's where we really found our niche where making bags that were ultralight, but will last you more than one or two hikes. To hit on the tech that you guys have or the, the features of the backpacks, you know, what, what makes them withstand, you know, time and make them uh, durable, I guess would be the, the right word to say, um, just makes you unique in the space. A lot of it is the design of our backpacks, and then um, a lot of it's the materials and then choices that we make. Uh, we don't have a problem adding a little bit of extra weight if it's going to mean that the backpack is going to survive longer. So we had one buckle we used to have that was plastic, and we turned it into a, a metal part, a small one-inch slider. And throwing metal into an ultralight backpack might be anathema to some people, but uh, the fact that it'll, it'll last a lot longer is definitely one, one piece of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think, you know, I think the durability is probably the biggest thing that we try to touch on. But then another thing that we like to do is uh, really keep in mind uh, modularity, I guess, or, you know, being able to customize what you're doing. So we have a lot of uh, extra like daisy chaining, so webbing running like all the way down the straps and then also on the hip belt that you can attach different accessories to. We have like foam pockets you can put on or you can put a shoulder strap pocket on, you have camera bags that attach to everything. Uh, so, and that's something that I think a lot of customers are looking for, uh, just customizability in general. And another thing that we do is we do all of our backpacks custom sizes. So we get all their waist measurements and all their back measurements and make everything just to scale however they need it. And customers like that a lot. Yeah, that sounds awesome. And when did you transition then to from just being backpacks to doing the fanny packs and different accessories? So we actually started with I think the fanny pack was technically probably our first product. Uh, so when I was in Milwaukee and Austin was still out on trail, I was kind of prototyping and doing patterning and stuff like that. And I ended up sending him the first version of our production fanny pack. So we kind of got started with, with the fanny packs. And while we were kind of figuring out what we wanted to do for backpacks, so we sort of started in the accessory game. And that was definitely what was our most popular stuff for quite a while. So we started kind of expanding that. And, you know, the fanny packs grew into our water bottle pouches and our shoulder pouches and all that kind of stuff, uh, sort of concurrently with while we were doing our backpacks. 
Um, but then once we got a lot of data back on our backpacks, we started putting a little bit more effort into those and getting those out to people. The first year that we made backpacks, we did a, a through hiker special was what we called it. So we basically gave them a hundred dollars off to hike with this backpack. If they're going to hike, you know, over 2000 miles in exchange for that, we sent them surveys like once a month or every two weeks or something like that, just to ask about if there's any wear patterns going on in their backpack, you know, if this buckle is broke or, you know, how does it ride? How does it fit you? All those sorts of questions. And once we got a, a lot better idea of how our backpacks were actually being used and, you know, kind of what was working, what wasn't working, we made a few more tweaks and changes to a few things. Like Austin said, we replaced that one and we kind of changed how we sewed a few things together. And after that, it was pretty much just rolling on and trying to get uh, as many backpacks out there as we can. And that's expanded into two different sizes of full-size backpack and then two sizes of day pack now as well. There's two things I love, catching rays and catching new business. But getting tan is a lot easier than getting your business found online. If you're struggling to get new customers from your website, let my decade of experience work for you. Surf on over to callmect.com and fill out a quick form. I'll be sure to answer as soon as I get back from the beach. For those of us that aren't into hiking, can you just kind of give us the, the lay of the land, the through hike uh, and the different different things of that sort uh, for those that, you know, are maybe just go out on a weekend or something, but these, these types of hikes are obviously a lot longer than that. Yeah, for sure. So uh, the, the weekend backpacker can definitely go ultralight and that seems to be the trend. So if you're going out for just the weekend and you've got your big heavy Osprey that weighs four pounds and, and you have different sleeping bags and tents, um, it doesn't matter too much if you're going eight miles in, but once you get to a through hike, and you're walking 20 miles a day, like Nathan said, every day for an entire summer, those guys are starting to say, all right, this gram, this ounce is really weighing on me. And so I want to cut whatever I can, wherever I can. So the through hikers really led the ultralight leap and uh, are leading the innovations and forcing the companies to come out with lighter gear. And then we're noticing that a lot of weekend backpackers are starting to hop on the train and dabble in ultralight and try and find it to be right for them. So they'll start converting their sleeping bag to an ultralight bag instead of a heavier bag. They'll convert their tent. And then once you convert different items inside of your kit, then they'll start looking at ultralight backpacks that they can fit inside, uh, put all their other gear inside of. Did you both have entrepreneurship backgrounds or upbringings prior to doing this? I didn't really have any entrepreneurship at all. (laughs) I, I had a few jobs here and there and, you know, worked for some other people, you know, growing up as a kid, but nothing to this caliber. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I definitely didn't have anything to this caliber. I wasn't an entrepreneur myself. Uh, my dad was, he started his own company back in the day and it was successful, did very well. And so in the back of my mind, I always had the thought, man, I'd love to own my own business one day, but I didn't know what it would turn into, how it would happen. Uh, so I got the engineering degree thinking, Hey, this might, this might be useful one day. Yeah, it sure sounds like it has. What, do you guys see two to three years from now? Where do, where do you want the company to be or, or how do you see that? It's always hard for us to project where we're going because, you know, we don't really exactly know what we're doing all the time. <laughs> but uh, I think, you know, three to five years, it would be great. We've got a couple of part-time employees right now. If we can get that up to 
you know, five or 10 full-time employees that are, you know, are kind of running the shop and doing all the, you know, standard stuff that's coming in have all like all the products that we have right now, be able to get that running on its own with people dedicated to that. And then, you know, we can go through and start designing new products and figuring all that stuff out, do a lot of prototyping and, and, you know, talking to customers about what they actually need out there in the field. And then, you know, be able to go hike whenever we want would be a nice perk too. (laughs) Yeah. I think in five years, it'd be sweet if we're just able to hike when we want to um, and can work on prototyping because we just don't have the time for that right now. Uh, We're too busy thinking in the time frame of, all right, in the next four months, how are we going to manage all these orders we just got? How are we going to get more employees, more equipment? Uh, we're looking for a space because our dining room is getting very small with all these part-time employees coming through. So hopefully a new space sometime in that time frame. Correct me if I'm wrong, but basically you you guys prototyped a bunch at the beginning, created these backpacks and different accessories, and now are essentially fulfilling all the orders that are coming in continuously? Yeah, so we fulfill orders as they come in, especially on the custom gear. So anything with more than two colors that you're choosing or sizing options, then we're making that piece of gear for that order. We have a few accessory items that we have stocks now, which is really great. Uh, It's a lot easier than making them as you go. A lot of the prototyping was done at the beginning when we were just starting the business, but we're also consistently prototyping as we go and trying to come out with a new product now and again. Uh, which is difficult because we feel bad about putting out gear that maybe isn't a finished product. So what we ended up doing is creating a section of our website called the prototype corner. And in this area, people understand that they're buying into a product that's gone through maybe only one or two rounds of revision. So they're getting a discount on this product. We, we sell them pretty cheaply, uh, but it lets us make a bunch of them and iterate and improve with each one. And uh, we end up with uh, full-time or full project product after that. So we'll graduate it from the prototype page and make it a, its own product. That sounds like a win-win because the customer obviously gets a discount. They get to try it, but then they feel like they're part of the process, which is helping you guys. Cause then you're getting the real real-time feedback. Yeah. We have some awesome early adopters who are all about our gear and ready to grab those prototype items. They love being a part of the process of iterating and improving on what we've got. Yeah, it's really fun, you know, sending the people that order prototypes emails and, you know, asking them questions or sending them surveys and just hearing all their feedback on what works and what doesn't. Because, it's you know, it's like we're outsourcing all of our testing to someone who's like actually super excited about using it and figuring out how it works and how they like it and, and talking to them about it is really cool. <laughs> what is the furthest you guys have shipped? I haven't sent any full-size bags yet, but we're doing some international sales. I think technically the farthest would like Italy, Italy or Australia, I guess, depending on, I don't know which direction is farther, but, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, we got a couple in the queue that are actually going to Hong Kong. That'll be next couple months making those bags and sending them out that way, which is super exciting. <laughs> yeah. Opening up to international was a trip seeing these orders coming in from all over the world and people emailing us talking about how stoked they are to get the gear. And there are people in Italy who it's the only chicken tramper gear in all of Italy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's all. That is really, really awesome. How, how have you guys marketed this? Marketing has been a journey. Uh, we got some advice early on that Instagram would be really helpful and that's been true. So we put a lot of energy into growing our Instagram following and uh, marketing there. We've done a little bit of Instagram, Facebook social ads that we just have running in the background we dabbled in Google ads and shopping ads. 
the newest thing we're trying is YouTube and uh, ambassadors, influencers. So just sending free gear to people who have YouTube channels. And that's turning out to be a huge way to drive traffic to our website. Uh, people really like the personal connection they have with the YouTuber and, and trust their hiking experience. They've maybe been following them for a while. So uh, we're working on increasing our, our number of YouTubers that we have relationships with. All right, rapid, rapid, uh, rapid round here. Austin, would you rather have unlimited sushi for life or unlimited tacos for life? Oh, boy. Probably tacos. I'm going to go with tacos. Sushi would get old for me, I think. <laughs> what is the best business advice you've ever received? To work on what you believe in. If you have a product you believe in, don't worry about the money. The money will come. And, and it's trickling in. So, <laughs> so it's working so far. Best life advice? Uh, best life advice? Um, I was learning how to alpine tour. And the guide told me, as I was frantically trying to do a changeover that slow is steady and steady is fast. So I try to rem remind myself that now and again, when I'm working on something that if you rush through it, you're probably going to have to redo it. So you might as well go slow, do it right the first time. And that's the steady way to do it. Nathan, would you rather be the best player on a horrible team or the worst player on the best team? I mean, athletic wise, I'm already the worst player. So I guess that would be me. <laughs> that sounds, that's always been a lot more fun anyway. You know, best business advice. A lot of it just boils down to, uh, you know, don't be afraid to use your relationships with people and in your community and know your network and, you know, kind of know who's out there that can help you with different stuff. Usually whatever problem you run into someone someplace has hit that before and has a solution or has a couple different solutions. So just knowing and being aware of where you can go for information is huge. And lastly, best life advice. Um, I would say, you know, don't be afraid of asking questions in my life, seeing things and doing whatever it, it always works out better to ask a stupid question than to make a stupid mistake. And so, you know, never be afraid to come off, looking like you're dumb or doing, you know, whatever, it's always better to get all the information you need and have your answers or, or having your questions answered before you go do whatever you're up to, just to make sure you don't mess something up that's you know easily fixable if you start from the beginning. I really appreciate you guys hopping on. I wish you the best and uh, continue success. And we'll uh, have to meet up at some point here in the near future. Yeah, for sure. Thanks for having us on CT. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks. Let us know if you're ever in the UP. You're still here? Well, while I have you, if you found today's episode valuable or useful, I would love if you could head on over to iTunes and leave us a review. It really helps to expand the reach of the podcast. And if not, then just forget the last 10 seconds. Thanks. Talk to you next week.